So there was this moment on Twitter last year where everyone I followed was switching their avatar to these wooden characters with like branches growing out of their noses and birds perched in their hair. Yeah, that that does sound familiar, but I don't know that I've seen much more of that since. Well, while you you haven't seen much, the the project has still been active. In fact, they're just announced, much like Board 8, that they'll be producing a short film with the creative studio Woodblock, very fitting, who has produced similar films with like Adidas, Netflix, Apple, lots more. Okay, interesting. I I love this generative art into blockbuster movie trend that we're seeing. (laughs) Yes, it is very cool. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a blockbuster movie. Right now, it's like a three-minute short. But the team has some huge ambitions um, to bring their beloved wooden characters to life. Okay, fascinating. But you haven't told us the name of the project yet. Okay, I will. I will. Let's just roll the intro first. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka and I'm Mike Belsito. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore: AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come 
join us, go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is and save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Okay, so these beloved wooden characters are from the NFT collection Woodies. Woodies. Okay, yeah, that that was on the tip of my tongue before. <laughs> I thought it was something like that. Yes, it's a collection that was started by a DAO, actually, specifically the Ultra DAO, which is it's a loose collective of NFT and art enthusiasts who formed to kind of collect culturally relevant NFTs and fund projects such as Woodies. Okay, so... They formed this DAO, began collecting NFTs, and then decided to build their own collection? Exactly. Here, let me shoot you a link of everything that they've collected, actually, because it's all on the blockchain. And let me know if anything stands out. All right. Okay, got it. And I can see... Okay, I could see a Dead Ringers. Um, a lot of NFTs celebrating African heritage and history. I, I see a few Time Magazine mints, uh, including an Amelia Earhart commemorative piece. Uh, looks to be... 96 pieces, uh, including some woodies. So, yeah. Okay, interesting stuff here. Yeah, so it started as a way for these collectors to kind of pool their funds and buy artwork that they collectively appreciated. And out of that came the idea of woodies. And I actually got a chance to sit down with one of their founders, Richard. I do a bit of everything. Um, I would just, title would be... Um, just put like community and marketing or marketing and community manager. It's probably just the easiest. So how did he describe Woody's? Well, funny you ask. So Woody's is a generative project that was incubated in uh, a DAO that I'm a part of, which is UltraDAO. And uh, UltraDAO is a, a DAO for artists by artists. And basically last year we, we got together with the idea of, of Woody's and Basically, we have created this project that surrounds like the storyline of the characters um, in the in the Woody's world, and uh, you know it's all about the storytelling and bringing the community along on that journey. Um, and we also have kind of an environmental impact focus as well, and we try to like actively encourage the community to to head outdoors um, and switch off from time to time. So it's it's very much kind of. Um, focused on community environment and this kind of storytelling that was probably like the, the three main pillars of, of the woody's project so each nft project has a different community focus with board ape it's like access to an exclusive club with huge parties and celebrities for cameo it's access to events like the one that you intended in la with influencers like stanley from the office yeah or like dj khaled he was at the cameo party in <laughs> miami uh, just uh, about a week ago but for Woody's? It's a community focused on outdoor activities and getting offline, actually. So people who are passionate about, like, offsetting the negative environmental impacts that we're collectively causing. Honestly, it just sounds like a group of really nice people. So a huge part of our project is definitely focused on the community. So um, before we even launched, we had this kind of community engagement where people were encouraged to switch off and, and go outside and, you know, be in nature and stuff. and and people really resonated with that. So we wanted to make sure with our in-person events, that's what they were kind of, they were focused on those same uh, principles. 
So um, we had some community initiatives um, pop up. So we had one back in February where some community members in uh, Southern California got together and went hiking together. So you know, a bunch of Woody's holders, you know, going hiking. And not this weekend, but next weekend is uh, Earth Day. And that weekend in North Carolina, a community member is putting together a camping trip, so a camping weekend. So those are just two that have popped up already. And uh, we've just hired an event manager to oversee kind of the official Woody's weekends and, and get togethers. So more of that will come from us officially on the team, um, as well as these community led initiatives as well. And the idea really there is just to provide value in a, in a physical sense in a, in a, in person, um, with in-person events and activities, um, because this is what our community kind of really enjoy and really want to see. So there's kind of that element of the project and, you know, it, it encompasses the rest of the family. It's a family friendly project. So, you know, you, you know, you're more than likely going to go on these, you know, hikes or these weekends away with your family, with your kids or whatever. So family friendly events, hikes, I could definitely get into that. Yeah, it's it's refreshing, honestly, as much uh, fun as it is to go to these, you know, big blowout events. We need these types of groups, too, for balance in our lives. Yeah, and this is not a nonprofit or anything like that. I mean, these are serious collectors. Yeah, exactly, yeah, who also enjoy the outdoors, going offline. But this is one of the perks of Woody's today. Right. So how did it all get started? Yeah, so we were part of a DAO. And like I say, it's it's ultra DAO, and it's a DAO for artists by artists. So everyone in there has their, their skills and their experience and their knowledge and things like that. And... Uh, yeah, you know, around July last year was when DAOs were becoming kind of common, uh, common topic of discussion, and I was invited to it, so I joined and didn't really know what I was signing up for, so I kind of just jumped in and thought, you know, uh, a community of like-minded individuals is always great, and at the time there was 100 and, 111 of us in the DAO. And it was just, you know, a place where, you know, we can support one another, talk about projects and drops and, and all that's going on in the NFT space. And as a DAO through the community wallet, we were buying pieces of artwork, um, artwork that was like of cultural importance, other things that had like significant um, moments in the NFT space. Um, so really just kind of, kind of collecting artwork. And then... Basically, one of the community members and, and who ended up also being on the team as well, um, Lucresh, Des Lucresh, um, basically said that he wanted to put on a, a, a 10K generative PFP project with the idea of selling planks of wood. And with the money from the proceeds of the sale, he would buy a house for, for his family. So it kind of was a joke, uh, kind of how it started. We were all kind of like, oh, you know, that would be kind of funny. And then people started like, making jokes and, and people then uh, started sketching like ideas and throwing them out with, with these planks of wood with, with traits and stuff. And it's, it snowballed very quickly because after, after like a little bit of time chatting and people sharing their work, we were like, well, why, why don't we look at like seriously putting this together? Because as a DAO, having that many people and having that many creatives in the DAO, we were like, well, we're fully equipped to put something like this together and to do it well. Um, and like I say, within I think like a week and a half, two weeks, we had um, 
fully kind of got ourselves organized, set up some roles and put out like a, a somewhat of a casting call in the DAO and people could submit to, to join the project, to, to join Woody specifically. And once we kind of locked down some of the ideas of who was doing what kind of role, we had like a two week phase where it was art concepting. And the idea was there just to really kind of just throw more ideas out and see what we land on. And um, one of the other uh, artists on the team, Jay, JA38, um, he uh, sort of put together these like, humanoid wooden creatures that you see uh, in the final collection here. Uh, and everyone immediately, as soon as we saw them, we were like, yes, this is the kind of the direction that we're, that we're going in. So this was truly a community effort. Yeah, it's funny how these jokes within a community kind of bubble up to become these full-fledged projects. It reminds me kind of like the Constitution DAO and how it initially gained traction. And then externally through Nicolas Cage memes. <laughs> That's right. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att. Com. That's business.att.com. So before the break, we were discussing the origins of the Woody's NFT collection. Richard, one of the founders of the project, was kind enough to sit down with us a couple weeks ago and give us kind of a peek behind the scenes. And before the break, he was discussing the origins of the project, which started as a bit of a joke within the community, but quickly gained enough traction that they started collaborating on it. And now they're getting close to the idea that would become Woody's as we know them today. We had uh, Gozima, who also is one of our uh, artists as well, um, goes by uh, Grilesian, and she kind of led the, the art direction, the art team, uh, through kind of putting everything together. So that was kind of how it started and how it formed, and it was the first kind of collaborative project to come out of the DAO, and, um, you know, the DAO is busy getting structured and organized and ready to take uh, new members. And with the idea, once we open that up to new members, we want to kind of start using the tools that we have and the, and the experience and knowledge that we have now to kind of incubate other projects and other ideas, not necessarily like another 10K or anything like this, but just, you know, some other other um, ideas and stuff. I saw they were actually releasing an ultra DAO pass, similar to Kevin Rose's proof, uh, that would grant people access to the DAO and give them voting rights on future projects. Yeah, I'd expect to see that soon, honestly. Now, with every project, there's usually some sort of roadmap, right? <laughs> yep, and as PMs, we know the roadmap is also evolving over time, and the timing we originally set for a project, it often takes longer. Yeah, usually just times it by three. I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe that's scientifically accurate, actually. So for the roadmap, <laughs> they first needed to set aside funds to execute on it. So we put um, a large proportion of our uh, earnings from the sale back into UltraDAO's um, own bank, so into the DAO bank. And that was kind of used to you know, fund the project moving forward. 
because we were very conscious that we needed to make sure we had money available to develop and to build. So I, I can't remember off the top of my head the specific amount, but you know it was a large proportion of the the, the, the initial sale was put back into the DAO um, to fund everything that we're building. And then they needed to decide what would make it on the roadmap and when those items would be delivered to Woody's holders. In terms of getting kind of organized, we had a timeline and kind of phases and we kind of knew when we wanted to do stuff and when, uh, sorry, where and when. But as we kind of had never done this kind of a project, we didn't quite realize the the intricacies of putting some of these things together and, and the length of time. And with things like COVID and, and um, global shipping issues, all sorts of un, uh, factors we hadn't kind of considered, it's, it's kind of fragmented that roadmap. Um, so they are still, you know, very valid points that we're working on. Just the timeline is more fluid just because it's it's more realistic. And we were very cognizant of that fact right at the, like after we launched that things would take longer than we had anticipated. So we set up um, these weekly campfire councils that happen on a Thursday where we invite the community to come and talk to the team. We basically um, give the community an opportunity once a week to come in and listen to what's happened in the previous week. And it's also kind of when we drop new information, maybe some sneak peeks and things. But the real idea of it was to basically invite the community and give them a realistic view and, and really to just set the expectation levels of the community of what's going to happen and when and then why things are maybe taking longer than others why some things have been delayed until something else has been done because then that way they kind of they hear that you are building and you are working on it it's just realistically it's not possible to do it in like two weeks so we've been very fortunate to have a supportive community a very patient community and i think they really see the long-term value in the project and you know they're excited for for what's to come so We've definitely learned with roadmaps, you know, you kind of have to have things a little bit fluid, a little bit loose. Um, and it's best to really just keep keep an open uh, communication with the community to like really just reinforce that this is being worked on and it will be worth the wait. So you take the roadmap, you times it by three. It works every time. <laughs> okay, let's take a, another quick break and we'll be right back. So before the break, we were discussing the Woody's roadmap and how they manage communication within the community so that everyone understands why certain items on it, they may be taking longer than originally anticipated. It's just like product management, except in this case, you have what? 10,000 stakeholders? <laughs> yep. It sounds like a recurring nightmare, actually. <laughs> you wake up in a cold sweat and you're like, oh, phew, I only have seven stakeholders today. Thank God. Now, these hikes in the woods, uh, it, that's not all the team's been working on from what I understand, right? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's much bigger than that. The other huge part of the project is on the entertainment side. So we're obviously building this huge kind of world with all of these characters. We're telling this really uh, rich uh, story of the Woodies. And, you know, we're working on different mediums to showcase that storyline. And we've actually got uh, this month, probably this month and next month, some uh, creator tools that will be coming out. And essentially what they are is um, we see the value in co-creation and kind of supporting the community to create content around the Woodies because they own the, the rights to their particular Woodies. And what we find with, with a lot of the projects is they give you those rights, 
but there's no framework of kind of how to use them. And for a lot of people, they kind of need a little bit of structure, a little bit of support. So we sort of identified that a huge unlock of our project would be to provide those tools and then to kind of support the community to develop those and, and, and kind of tell the story of their own woodies. So there's some tools coming out, like I say, in the next few weeks that will have various uh, incentives to encourage the community members either to do it on their own or to band together and, and uh, you know, create content uh, around the woodies themselves. So we definitely see value in that because that's going to have then value for the individual holder. Um, if you then go on to create, you know, a brand or a product or, or a storyline around your own Woody. So this sounds a lot like the Board Ape series project where holders have the chance to pitch their ape to producers and even decide some of the factors that make it its personality. Exactly. Holders have the opportunity to build the brand value of their individual characters, thus increasing the value of that character, sometimes of Woody's as a whole. All right, so what I'm really curious about is what is it like behind the scenes on a project like this? Like, what are they actually working on each day? Uh, what are the things that they struggle with? Yeah, I, I asked Richard this, and he had an interesting answer. I would say on the community side is expectation management. I think it's not, I think it's not talked about enough is... People often, once a project drops, expects, you know, there to be a 3D metaverse movie, you know, book, and candle series, merch, everything ready to go after the first two weeks. And we were very fortunate that we had our weekly uh, core character raffles for holding the Mint Passports for, for like the nine, nine, ten weeks after launch. So that kind of almost distracted the community while we were building. But I think a lot of projects struggle with community expectations just because this space moves so fast. People people want things immediately. And if it's not delivered within a couple of weeks, they kind of lose interest or they lose trust and stuff. So I think just not just for Woody's, but I just see this in general for the space is kind of expectation management is a real, um, a real challenge that people have to have to work with. And I think at some point, if you are persistent enough and dedicated enough, you finally hit like a, a threshold where you've been around long enough, people have seen that you've been building and then they kind of get it. They understand that you're building something bigger. Um, I had a I had a call earlier today where um, the guy was like, oh, you know, Woody's has been around for like seven months now. That's like, that's like an OG, OG club. And I haven't thought about it, but it but it's true. We've been we've been building and growing for seven months. It's it's a good good amount of time for for the NFT space. And then on the build side, on the build side is just the sheer speed at which everything moves. If we just take, for example, our merch drop that we did, you know, we wanted to make a merch drop that had you know sustainable uh, sustainability and like an eco conscious um, side to it. So trying to trying to source the right clothing, the right suppliers, making sure that everything was, you know, well thought through just to get this drop to the like release date had taken, you know, almost three, four months longer than we had initially planned. And that's because we're working in the Web3 space when things move so fast, but then you kind of have to also then go back and work with you know, traditional brands and companies. And then they tell you, oh, it could take four months to produce this. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, the project will be something else by then. Um, so on a, on a founder and a kind of project builder side of things, 
bridging that gap between kind of web two and web three is a challenge in itself because there's the expectation management there you know you're you're moving at lightning speed on one side and and you know not quite as quick on the the on the other so it's those are challenges pacing pacing and expectations i would say that's really interesting i mean we keep hearing about the speed of web3 yeah it's it's almost scary honestly <laughs> so um it's one of the reasons we see so many projects either not make it to mint or completely flop after mint i think sometimes some projects haven't thought that far ahead they've got you've got their blind their their their, their blinders on and all they're looking at is getting to the mint date and then they launch and let's just say it's successful and they sell out and then it's like, Oh, now what do we do? And it's a completely different game. Once you are past mint, once you're past that public sale, it's a different ball game altogether. You are not, not you're not prepared for it. Definitely not. Like, um, and it takes, it takes a lot of hard work and effort. And I think some people are just not prepared for it and they, they don't think about the long-term implications of what they're setting up. And then we turn to discuss the intrinsic value of an NFT. The NFT is an unlock and it's the question is what what is it unlocking? Because that's the thing that you need to make sure you know what that is so that when you are building this project, you know how to, you know, direct that project and help it grow knowing what that NFT unlocks. And I think um more just talking in general about the space, I think we're very much all about kind of, you know, digital and, and metaverse. And I think that's been really propelled just because of our current situation with the pandemic and people being locked at home and, and lockdowns and unable to see family or travel. And I think that's really helped kind of um, catapult the space into the where it is, you know, in such a short space of time. But I think as we start to come out of that and things start to kind of improve, People want to still be engaged in the space, but they'll also want to have, you know, those in-person experiences. So I really feel that, yes, there's Web 2 and there's Web 3, but I feel like most people will not want to jump from one to the other. It will be more like this transition between 2 and 3, where it's like 2.5, you know. And if you can kind of position your project there by offering, you know, a leg in both sides, you're going to be in a better position to build the brand and maintain it long term and kind of just like you say create this lifestyle brand where you know you can be part of both sides depending on you as a community member where you where your kind of interests lie because maybe for like for myself for example i'm not big into going into the metaverse at the moment because I, i'm not sure what you do there so for me the idea of getting together and going hiking is awesome i'm like sign me up the nft is an unlock it changes the mission a bit from art collecting to community building or experience building, whatever that unlock might be. It's a, it's a great big world. Honestly, Woody's has kind of changed my view of NFTs a bit from the overhyped projects, the huge parties to something that really could support a community of, I don't know, outdoor enthusiasts, right? Who want to get their families together for a hike on the weekends. Yeah. Well, I, I love a story here, Michael. Uh, and that does about do it for this week. Now, we're going to have more on this series about Web3 next week. Uh, in fact, you're going to hear a little bit about how I may have convinced my wife to let us take mm, a significant portion of our net worth and try to go hard at an NFT, a single NFT. But that's next week, and we'll get into it then. So for Michael Saka, I'm Mike Belsito. And this is Rocketship.fm.
Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.